TheRockZone.com. Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Thank you for joining us on a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday here in the fine city of Chicago. It is two guys at a mic on the talkzone.com. We appreciate your joining us. Lots to talk about here on a Veterans Day Wednesday. We remind everybody that, uh, well, remind, i got to remind myself and my co-host will be here in a second, Mark Carmen, that many kids are off school today, so we have to adjust our programming, as you know. We are America's number one family sports show, as long as you don't have a family and you're living in America. Thank you very much. Our phone number here, 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, Veterans Day today and also, of course, some sports. That's what we do here in the Mid-Morning Break Sports Report. We have a, a very controversial NBA game here in the fine city of Chicago. Any local fans who watch the Bulls game will be talking about that. We have a 21-year-old kid who won the World Series of Poker. 21 years old. Dropped out of college. Dropped out of college to concentrate on card playing. There's a lesson for all the kids that are home in school today. Maybe not, but Joey Cata came away with $8.5 million. We'll talk about that. we got a Bears-San Francisco game on Thursday. We have an interesting decision from the American Medical Association, which Mark Carmen, I know you'll be interested in, and that uh, marijuana has taken the next step up as a legalized drug. And, again, it's the American Medical Association that made this statement. I love marijuana. I like that being my first awards here on the Talk Zone Coach. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of marijuana. That's a good that's a good step for marijuana. One of the more underrated drugs out there. Alcohol very dangerous. Mm-hmm. You got your DUIs. Marijuana, a much safer alternative. I recommend marijuana. Have you I know you've covered uh, take it easy. What the hell are you talking about? We're America's number one family show. I just got through saying before you walked in. Veterans that did it. We got yes. kids home from school. Kids mm-hmm. home. From school, not in school today. That's outstanding. Listening to your words on the edge of their seat, maybe, maybe trying to uh, get some education, entertainment from this show. You've already, you've already uh, set us back at least three seconds. I think I've done a great job providing it in that five seconds. No, it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous day, and obviously, if we're going to go serious, coach of Veterans Day, these are the true heroes of the world, the people that are out there protecting us. Uh, we owe our, all our gratitude, all our everything to them. Yes. So. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you this, Coach, going out to Bears games, the best moment at Bears games right now mm-hmm. is in the third quarter when they walk out, one yes. of the one of the uh, soldiers who've been in Iraq or Afghanistan, the whole crowd gets on their feet and cheers. That is by far the best moment of a Bears game. I mean, even mm-hmm. if they were winning, I would say that. But And that's not just for one game that they're doing it. That's a tradition each and every home game. Yeah. Well, yeah, I believe it started last year. Maybe uh-huh. it could have been before that. But, yeah, I, uh, was at, I typically go to one game a year. I want to thank uh, listener Smith Barney Steep. Mm-hmm. For inviting me each and every year to that one game, I went this year to the Cleveland Brown game. Yikes! But uh, shows you're that right. you're low on his huh? friend list right there. The fact that you got the Browns game that shows isn't... that you're way down on Barney's list. That... 
You're, you're, ba- you're almost off the list. Just that to know is, where you're maybe at. Maybe I should stop thanking Smith, Barney, Steve, but you are right. That was a cool moment. The soldier comes out there and the crowd starts cheering a little bit. Right. And then it picks up and it picks up and the, uh, the, the soldier usually starts getting into a little bit, starts getting the arms up, come out a little bit louder. Next thing you know, you got a standing ovation. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even have to do that, coach. He just kind of raises his hand and, and thanks the people for the applause. I think once the crowd realizes what's going on, they, yep. everybody tunes into the big screen. Mm-hmm. They got a new thing, by the way, at Bulls games now, oblivious cam. They try to, <laughs> they, they, they put it on a guy or a girl and they see how long it takes them to figure out they're yes. actually on the screen. That's, uh-huh. that, that was, you know, Steve Shanwell and company, yeah. very, very creative there over at the United Center. But back to. Any uh, chance we could combine the oblivious screen and the kiss cam? Well. Maybe yeah. like have a roving reporter, possibly you. Mm-hmm. And you take the oblivious fan who's not paying attention, you sneak up and give him an old smack on the cheek. Or, you know, if it happens to be of the femaleage variety, a guy like you might even want to try to go a smack on the lips. You combine oblivious cam with kiss cam, I think you have a winning promotion. Most terrifying thing of the first date in Chicago, I do not recommend the Bulls game or the second date. Any date where you're not certain on the girl, <laughs> you take her to the Bulls game, right? Yep. Kiss cam comes on, you're terrified. You're You're hiding under the seat. So I, you the, think the, you're the, terrified? I went with Smith, Barney, Steve one time. <laughs> Holy mackerel! But the, speaking of Veterans Day, and again, we absolutely uh, pay tribute, pay tribute to our soldiers, both current and past, those that have served. Obviously, the families that may be listening, that those have lost a loved one, it is just uh, beyond words to describe the the commitment, and the dedication that those soldiers, young and old alike, have given to our country and helped folks like us, Mark, uh, be able to do. Quite frankly, innocuous things like sports talk radio. But boy, there's a picture today in both papers in, in Chicago area, and I'm assuming it's national, of a female family member. I'm not sure if it's the wife. Okay. Of a Fort Bragg soldier. Of course, Fort Bragg, where that tragedy recently happened, who right. had died. There's a picture of the soldier. Above the picture, there's a wooden block with the soldier's boots. She is cheek to the picture. Tears crying, her hand reaching up, touching the boot. The old expression of a picture says a thousand words, Mark. I'm not a sentimental guard by nature, but that one uh, hit me pretty hard. Right. Well, Coach, uh, there's a lot of things that go on in life, and we complain about probably 90% of them. Yes. And then you, I mean, we've had this conversation a million times, but then you see something like that, and it all falls back into perspective. You're, you know, this person, has her life has been altered um, for the rest of time. And it's never that's nothing that's ever going to change. So she'll, uh, like everybody else, you move on, and at some point you, you get on with your life. But that's just a horrible, horrible, horrible tragedy. And I thought Barack Obama, our fine president of the United States, and I don't know if he's got a speechwriter or if he writes his own words. I do know a lot of his speeches he does write. And I think we also know very few people ever, ever, have we heard been able to articulate like Barack Obama Tremendous can? order. Man. Fantastic. But, but his words, uh, and I'm not even going to try to say it like Barack, but the strength of the words as he's talking to the families yesterday. But here is what you must also know. She First he said, we know these men and women. We know them here in the country as soldiers and caregivers. You know them, he's talking to the family members, as mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters. But here is what you must also know. Your loved ones endure through the life of our nation. Every evening the sun sets on a tranquil town. Every dawn that a flag is unfurled. Every moment that an American enjoys liberty, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that is their legacy. I thought that was a pretty unbelievably good words 
for the family to hear. Those are unbelievably good words, and I am certainly not a, an expert, and I don't want to go too far here, but they're starting to ring awful hollow. How long have we been in the war now? Se- seven years, eight years, nine yeah. years, ten years, twenty years. Yeah. We're going to finish the job. Well, we're going to stay into the war. We're just going to jump countries from Iraq to neighboring uh, Afghanistan. Uh, then we'll then we'll head on over to Iran, and then maybe while we'll go, we're in the neighborhood, go over to North Korea. Why don't we just? I think we should just you know mm-hmm. keep on going forever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't uh, want to go too far on that, but at, at some point, uh, I think it's uh, any of our uh, Veterans Day listeners out there. You want to comment on that at Sports Talk and more today? It might be a lot more of the more. Here on Two Guys and a Mic, we do it each and every Monday through Friday, five days a week, an hour a day. That would be, Mark, five in total. Hard to believe they let us on Internet Sports Talk Radio for five hours. You know, i got to say, Coach, coming in the first time, I thought there was only going to be one mic. I thought me and you were going to be hovering over a mic, yes. but there's, but I actually have my own mic. Yes. This is a big-time move. There was one giant mic, and our producer, David Olson, basically came in, gave a karate chop, split the two the one giant mic into two smaller mics, and we are now two guys and two mics. Are these, this is a beautiful studio. Really this is. Is, it's, it's very, it very impressive. Is. And quite frankly, Coach, this is an enormous step up in both your and mine career, <laughs> my careers because I've never been in a studio this I Look at the uh, sound system and everything. I mean, this is yeah. a, it's a big-time movie. We, we even got TV coverage. 888-463-6748. You want to comment on Veterans Day? We're right here for you. We'll get to some sports talk, too. You can email us at Mike2Guys. At AOL.com, that's M-I-C, Mike, number two, guys, at AOL.com. We'll read over the emails over the air. Mark Carmen making his first appearance, WGN's very own. If you're not a Chicago area listener, WGN is the world's greatest newspaper. It's also a television and radio station, and you, Mark Carmen, are a vital part. Of WGN. I am, Coach. That's what the script says. The very, very backbone of the operation. Without me, I don't know how that station survived for the uh, better part of over 100 years or whatever it is. The script uh, says uh, you got the wrong body part. Not backbone, but I believe it is the Batacal area. Yeah, well, it's a great place to work. I'm very privileged to be there. Dave Ennett, David Kaplan, Tom Langmeyer, Kevin Matheny, everybody else over there. Stop sucking up. God bless you. Uh, We Actually, Coach, I was on the air over there last night, 8 to 9, hosting. It was a minor miracle. Me and George. You were in the paper today. I was. You were in the paper. You're kidding. I will show you it here. The Chicago, I'm about to faint. One of our Chicago local papers uh, talking about uh, the George Hoffman making a reappearance on radio from 7 to 8 with somebody and from 8 to 9 with WGN's very own Mark Carmine. Big time moment for me right there, Coach, pinching myself. Almost going to faint here, but I'm going to try to keep it together for the rest yeah. of the uh, 47 and 30 seconds we have. We do have an assistant producer, Tim, today who uh, can do the pinching for you. If you're tired of pinching yourself. And Tim told me his last name, and it's too complicated to say, so for today it's producer Tim. Helping out my bodyguard, David Olson, our regular producer, but I'm sure he'll be happy to pinch for you, Mark, if you're tired of pinching yourself. i got to say, the word has been out there on the street on David Olson that he's very serious, that he takes his job, and he he, he keeps you in line, Coach. And quite frankly, I'm happy to hear that, because you need that. No, 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 no. Quite the opposite. What's the opposite? We're going to loosen You're going to loosen up, Olson? And I said yesterday's show here on the Talk Zone, we're brand new show, week number two. And after the show, Mark, you can walk around the auspices here and meet some of the people. They're going to let uh, me walk around? Absolutely. That's out. That's outstanding. Well, we have our bodyguard, David Olson, but do okay. we need to loosen up this place? People here are way <laughs> too professional. You walk by the offices, people are actually working and not talking, and that's very disturbing. Have they figured out what a clown you are yet? If they figure that one out, well, the, the, the good naturedness, I mean that in the most yeah, positive way. Absolutely. We're nice guys here. We you like are. to loosen up a little bit, but uh, I don't think anybody even listens to our show. That's the problem. Well, we'll get there, coach. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a brick <laughs> by bricker. Can we talk a little bit about Brad Miller or do you have that yes. scheduled for another segment? I we have can do that now? strong 
strong thoughts here. I've been, I wanted to get the Veterans Day thing out of the way because every time I get upset about that game mm-hmm. or sports in general, you you know you are you made the point. You need to take a deep breath. There are much more significant things around. But, but this please, is the toy department. This is the toy department. We are two guys in a mic. So many of our Chicago uh, outside of Chicago area didn't see the game. Paint the picture real quick because I have a significant opinion. Well, last night the Bulls and the Nuggets at the United Center was a one-point game, and Chauncey Billups was on the line as Kirk Heinrich played terrible defense in my mind. Gave him the middle. Yep. How are you not sending him to the baseline? Send him to his weak hand with the left. Joakim Noah's there to help. It would have been a much wiser move by Heinrich. I thought he... Kind of got a little lazy, which is hard to believe because Kirk does play very hard. But at any rate, Billups ended up on the line, made the first, chose to miss the second with .6 to go. Joakim Noah, my new favorite bull, grabbed the rebound, yelled timeout. The the horn went to zero. The clock went to zero. Horn went off. But Neil Funk, if you're watching on TV, thought said, it was over. Game is over. Denver Nuggets win the game. And then, oh, wait a minute. Right. And then at that point, I thought to myself, you know, I still have a chance at play-by-play in my career. Come on, Neil. You know the game is not over. You've been doing this for 30 years. There's no way it's over. So they put point three on the clock, which to my understanding, back in the day, you cannot get a shot off with point three or less. It had to be point four, so it has to be a tip-in. That goes back to Trent Tucker, 1990, or 89, whatever it was, who had a shot with point one left. Go ahead, Coach. Assistant producer uh, Tim did give me the NBA rule book. We searched through it. Here's a replay of the quick search. Rule 4, Section 3, Paragraph 2, Article 5 of Clause Number 6, uh, and the answer is I'm still not sure. Right. Well, that's what it was at some point. That's me tearing up the NBA rulebook. But apparently Kirk Heinrich went to the referees and said, can we get a shot off? And the referees, who of course have had their issues, said, yes, indeed, you can. So they run the play. They run a back screen for Rose. They're going to throw him the alley-oop. He's not open. I forget it was triggering the inbounds pass. Do you have that in your memory bank? Do not. Okay, well, whoever it was threw it to Brad Miller, who was about 20 feet out, straight on. You've probably seen the shot by now. He flung it, but it did settle in his hands and got out. And right, the, Just watching it in real time before any of the controversy, I thought there's no way they're going to count that. He had it in his hands too long. But home, uh, home, home clock operator, maybe press that button a little later. Horn goes off, it's very close, ball goes in, Bulls win, United Center goes crazy, and then we go to the replay for 10 minutes. 12 million different angles. Top angle, Were side angle. Were you at the game? No, I was okay. not at the game. Uh, we have got to listen to the show. Coach, I was hosting last night, 8 to 9. Couldn't, ah, you know, I'm, I, thank you. Beaming is going to come on. No. This is yes. happening, talkzone.com. Listening is a skill. Right. Well, I don't have One that either. I never particularly achieved them, but it is a skill. Right. I've been in deep therapy for trying to become a better listener for the better part of seven years. <laughs> Hasn't worked out yet, so I'm just, just, just giving you a tip. But anyway, so they, they show 12 different angles, and I'm going to defer to you here. I could not tell if it left his hand or did not, but the the call on the floor was the shot was good, but yet they looked at it for 10 minutes, I think it was actually 9 minutes and 45 seconds, they overturned the call, Denver wins 90-89, to 89. the Bulls walk off. So what was your thought? My, the call. My Good thought, call, my, bad call, or somewhere in the vast my, in between. It's a vast in between. my thought is, if you are now allowing a shot to take place with point three, and if you're only going to overrule something with indisputable evidence, I thought the shot should have counted. Mm-hmm. But now, if you're not allowing a shot with point three, then it should have been waved off, and there shouldn't have even been a look at the replay. Mm-hmm. So, to me, David Stern's got to get his act together. These guys got to get on the same page, and if they need me to help them out, I'm willing to do it. 888-463-6748. If you're listening to the show from the NBA office, you could talk to Mark Carmen personally or 
We will pass on his email. Don't kid yourself. There's some high-level sports people listening to this show as we speak. I, uh, Ron Turner apparently listened last week because he took over our game plan that we recommended. I appreciated that from Ron Turner. You can email us to it, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Uh, Mark painted the picture. Chicago area fans, you might have watched it. Even if you're not in the Chicago area, controversial call. What do you think? Here's my deal. Yes. I'm Here's fascinated. my deal. And I've seen it as a coach, and I've also, I referee. You do? So I've seen it uh, from an officiating standpoint also. But even more importantly, I am a sports fan, okay? And I like sports in its truest sense. And my theory is here, if I, it's that close. It's in. If it is that close, you don't sit at a camera for eight minutes looking. Angle one, angle two, the referee's bending down, you're looking up, looking down, off the tip of the fingers, fingernails cut, does he got a hangnail? If it's that close... As a sports purist, the basket is good. Don't ruin a good moment. I mean, if it was clearly, right, clearly in his hand as the clock, you know, two tenths, three tenths later, okay. But if it's that close, you don't mince. You don't take nine minutes. You watch it for 30 seconds or a minute. God bless. This is sports. It was a great shot, thrilling moment. Basket in. They ruined. They ruined a wonderful sports moment. And I swear to you, I would say the same thing. Yeah, if, was if, the other... if the Nuggets beat the Bulls on a last-second shot, I guarantee you, I wouldn't argue that. I remember back, I don't know if you remember this, there was a, a Green Bay Packers-Chicago Bear game. Okay. Where Don Majikowski was the yeah, quarterback. Yeah, they looked at the line, the scrimmage for eight hours. And was scrambling. You remember, you remember this play? Don Majikowski. Don right? Majikowski. And he scrambled, right. and he was right near the line, threw a pass down the field, touchdown catch, whatever it was. It was the play that won the game. And all the Bear fans, and I'm a, you know, as big a Bear fan as you get. You are. We're complaining, oh, look, you can see on the replay that he was a quarter of an inch. He was near the line. It was a great play. And I argued back then. The Bear fans are crying in their, in their spell. I thought the referees made a poor judgment call. They ruined a wonderful sports moment. Right. And well, you do tip over to the left, coach. You are a liberal. You should get that out there because, you know, a lot of people, if you were a real conservative, he was over the line. You know, there's no way that that should have counted. These are the rules. But you are a guy that's, you know, you're a little more bend the rules type of guy. You're, you're, you know, not bending, but just, just a willing to, you know, you're not a guy that, I mean, if you get an email from the coach, you'll see, I mean, there's something's capitalized. Something's not capitalized. This word's spelled right. This one's not spelled You get the gist of what I'm talking about. <laughs> Close enough. And I and I appreciate that about you very, 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 very much. So I just think they need to be very clear on the rule. I agree with you completely. Close enough, pal. Count that bucket. The thing is, I just don't think it's very – It's it's. There's, it shouldn't, there's a lot of gray there. It should be. It should be charcoal black. Can you shoot the ball well, point yeah. three? If you can, then yeah. it's good. And yeah. if you can't, then it's not. Yeah, it's, that, it's, that part, when you first said, you know, with three-tenths of a second, you're not allowed to shoot if it's in the NBA rule book, then end of question. Right. I mean, and the Bulls should have known that. And the referees should tell them the only way you can do it is a little tip it. Right, then make it very clear. You can only tip it. Yeah. Then you have to throw something mm-hmm. up at the rim just like you're throwing a Hail Mary, and mm-hmm. the chances are very slim. And Okay, fine. You know, and I know you're a big NBA guy. We haven't talked a lot of NBA basketball here on Two Guys at a Mic on the Talk Zone. But I will tell you this. The more I watch it, and I watch primarily Bulls, if people say regular season NBA basketball not that exciting, they're kind of going through the motions. You know what? Most of the games this year that I've watched, pretty good stuff. And you see the guys on the bench up cheering, and it's almost like, especially with our Bulls team, there's almost a little bit of a collegiate atmosphere with the NBA of the uh, of late. Well, the Bulls are on the come. You you got to give them credit. Their their defensive intensity is way up from last yep. year. Rebounding. Their Joe Kim Noah, 
this guy is a comer. There's just, there's no mm-hmm. question about it. he is in tremendous shape. He's put on 10 pounds. Uh, I've always I've always liked Noah. Even when he came in and he was a little goofy and then he got caught, uh, I believe he was down in Gainesville. He had a little can of beer, had the little uh, roach of uh, a little marijuana. Well, head. And he God also got, he was caught, what, not caught, but he was drinking like cognac on the streets of Florida, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, not wise decisions by Joe Keem, but he's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's a 20, 21 year old kid. I, mm-hmm. Look, he, he didn't, he's not. Uh, He's not going Ray Lewis on you. He was just. Uh, if we could look back at you, Mark, at age 20, 21, you were not six eleven, and you couldn't get fifteen rebounds a game. I could tell you a lot of but stories. But the indiscretions that you had—if you were famous back then—you would probably be doing the show behind bars right now. Have I ever told you the story where I did get arrested trying to go to Game Four, of the nineteen ninety three NBA really? Finals? One of the greatest stories of my life. Once again, I remind you before you relay that story and right before we take a break, kids are off school today. Could be listening to the show. Please. No, no. Accommodate your thought process this, uh, to see uh, accordingly. I, this one is a very much a, uh, right. uh, PG type of story. So, okay. It's 1993. You ready for this one, coach? This is, you're gonna, this is really, it's a long 1990, one. At your young age, you were about 11. I was, uh, I was in college. Okay. And I was going to the, I was trying to go to game four of the 1993 NBA Finals, the Bulls and the Phoenix Suns. Bulls were up two games to one. Now, my family, I was fortunate that we did have season tickets, right? Wow. So uh, I would get I, we split them, and so I would get to go to maybe one out of three playoff games, which, of course, being the spoiled brat that I was, that wasn't enough for me. I needed to go to every game. So they, the Bulls, at the start of the playoffs, they would send out tickets for all 15 potential home games. So if the first round went best of five, it would be home game A, home game B would be games one and two, and then home game C would be game five. <laughs> well, if the first round didn't go all the way to... Uh, the best of five, which it rarely did. The Bulls would always sweep out in the first round. Then game C would become game one of the second round, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that would mean that game P all the way down the line was never going to be used, right? So at the back end, home game P would have been every series would have gone to the full length. So I thought in my genius, in my uh, my 20-year-old, just, I'm going to take home game P tickets <laughs> and try to go to home game G, which was game four of the NBA Finals. Now, Sounded like a good idea at the time. Well, right. Now this, now, now these things in life, you have risk and reward. Yes. The, the reward being, I get to go. If I get in, I get to go to game four. The, which, by the way, Michael Jordan scored 55 points wow. in the game, a ridiculous floater to win it. B.J. Armstrong game. One of the greater games in NBA Final Bulls at, history. At age 20, you're not really thinking of the risk. You're thinking more of the reward. Of course. At my well, age of 53, all I think about is the risk, and there aren't very many rewards left. Well, I, I was thinking about the reward on the way down to the stadium. But yes. when I got in line at the stadium, and there was all this hubbub at the time about ticket fraud and scams and this, that. So there was an extra ticket taker, like, looking at the ticket. So I get in line, and I look out, and they're really checking these tickets. So now I'm thinking, you know, I haven't told my father that I'm taking these tickets to go to this game. I'm thinking, I get up there, I get caught, they're going to be like, kid, we see what you're trying to do. We're confiscating these tickets, and you're out for the rest of your Bulls fanship. Your your guys are done. So I proceed to get out of line and, and and just roll, mull it all through my head, and I got my girlfriend, good old Katie, right there with me. And oh, you took your girlfriend? Yes, took the girlfriend. Wow. Yes, big time moment. Nothing like committing a crime with your. Uh, this is not a first or second date, though. Right. Okay. So so I'm out on the street, and this guy comes up to me and asks me, you know, what are you doing? And I, and I look at him and I size him up as a scalper. Instantly think this guy's a scalper. I said, well, what are you doing? And being the 20 year old naive kid, I'm like, well, you know, I've got these tickets here. They're not for the right day. So I'm thinking about going in, but what do you have? Like I thought that he would maybe he knew one of the ushers used to be able to pay people 50 bucks to get, to get in or, or maybe he had tickets, whatever it was. I, I was thinking he had some, some way to help me out. 
So he says, well, no, uh, well, wait, what are you doing again? And I proceed to tell him exactly what I'm doing again. At this point, he lifts up his shirt, whips out the handcuffs, <laughs> handcuff on one, handcuffs me to girlfriend Katie. We're handcuffed. Not a, that's not a bad look. Not well. It wasn't a great look at the time. And he she pers- probably thought this was all planned. Right. Oh, well, Mark, you romantic yeah, devil. That was that was that was exactly it. So <laughs> at this point, they proceed to walk us to the paddy wagon. We're walking to the paddy wagon. People are running into the stadium. They're so psyched for game four. They're trying to run in between me and Katie. Like, no, nope, not gonna be able to go that way. Got to go around. Sorry, we're in handcuffs. <laughs> to to the pokey we go. Uh, I think one ten South Harrison. Uh, what was uh, at the time was Katie in a near panic situation. Was she finding humor? The scaredness level of girlfriend Katie on a scale of one to ten. Girlfriend Katie was an Evanston girl, kind of a hardcore girl. Just was this was the, this was not the first time she had ever dealt with the police. So she this was like, and she knew that I was an idiot. So this, the, the, the chance that this was going to happen probably had already crossed her mind. So here we are, we're going to jail. You get to jail though, they're going to put us in a holding cell. Uh-oh. Uh, Same you know, cell. See, that's the thing. You, men and women are separated. So uh, so girlfriend Katie is off in female land. A good story getting ruined here. Right. So now I'm in the male cell. Quickly, I'll wrap this up, but you'll enjoy this part. Mm-hmm. I'm in there with all these people that have all done something. <laughs> and, and I mean, there's guys that have been trying to climb up the, the fire ex- escapes to get in and, and dive through a hole in the roof to get in the building. <laughs> They're all in there, scalpers, whatnot. There's one guy in there, nerdiest looking person on the planet. He's, you know, he's got the terrible glasses. He's just, he's, he's all disheveled. He's got Sounds po- like Bull's owner Jerry Reinsdorf. It might have been him. He's got pocket protectors. He's got everything. And we ask him, you know, what did you do? He's like, well, I made up a fake photo pass <laughs> and and tried to get through to because uh, I wanted to take pictures and sell them. And they said, well, what happened? So you got denied. He's like, he's like, no, actually, I got in, and uh, but I, you know, I was in and I was in the mezzanine, but I wanted to get down on the floor so I could get the shots that I wanted. Now there's guys in the corner of this holding cell who basically were, you know, they were like hanging from ropes to try to get into the place. So they hear and they're like, "Wait a second, you were in the stadium? That's right, I was in the stadium. You were in the stadium. I was in the stadium, but you wanted to be on the floor." And it was, I mean, these guys were just up. The whole cell started dancing around. Cameraman, he was in the stadium, <laughs> but he wanted to be on the floor and take the pictures. Anyway, I got bailed out. And Katie made it out about two years later, and we're oh, all okay now. come on. Come yeah. on. Did so, the date continue that night? The date did not continue. You, you uh, come out, and and, and uh, you see your own father, who you have to apologize. Oh, that's not, he had to come down? He had to come oh, down. Oh, boy. Worse than that, you come oh, out, boy. and you see Katie's mother. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. Um, best intentions, possibly. Can I send you flowers? Ladies and gentlemen, if you did not completely follow that story with pass P and gate number C and ticket <laughs> G, you can go to our website, twoguysmike.com. Our producer, my bodyguard, David Olson, will have it broken down in about a half an hour if we don't break down first. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk some more. Mark Carmen, WGN's very own, in the studio today with the coach of the TalkZone.com. It's two guys and two mics.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And welcome back, Two Guys and a Mic. By the way, Carmine, in addition to the phone number here and emails at Mike2Guys@AOL.com, we have entered the vast world of Twitter and Facebook. I'm learning as I go, but uh, we are Facebook uh, relevant. We have a fan page and all that good stuff at Two Guys Mike. Dot com www.twoguysmike.com. How's your personal page coming along, Coach? You, I Not saw you. Good. Have you figured out how to upload the photo yet? Uh, you know, there is a photo up there. I just gave Big John Palladian, our great webmaster, a new photo that uh, basically I look like I'm 18 years old. I had to update that other photo. was just not, you know. So now, wait, the, the one good. that you have up there now, you look like you're 18 or the other one? No, the new one coming up is a much fresher look. So oh, I'm, I'm okay. kind of going the route of Sammy Sosa, by the way. <laughs> the ex-Chicago Cub, if you notice the picture in the papers of Sammy Sosa, I don't know what he's doing. Apparently it's some kind of... Skin cleansing cream? Yeah, I don't know if Sammy knows what he's doing. Are it's you a, kidding me? The skin rejuvenation, really, trying the Michael it, Jackson look? It's a weird look. I mean, doesn't it It almost gives you a little uh, shivers, little willies when there, you look at it? There's no question about it. you got to wonder what's going on with Sammy. And, uh, you know, Sammy, Sonia, by the way, his wife? Yes. No strong. skin cleanser need for Sonia. No. Nope. Awfully good. I always she th- has aged extremely well. Sammy did have a little bit of an acne issue, if I can recall. Yes. He kind of he would he would pop out every now and then. <laughs> possibly a guy who needed a little skin cleanser, but I didn't think he needed to go skin rejuvenation, <laughs> change the shade by five shades type of look. Oh goodness! Uh, He's saying it's a com- the pictures that are being posted on the websites and then the newspaper a combination of the skin cleanser mm-hmm. and also the brightness of the lights when the picture was taken. Yeah, I I understand that's what he's saying, but. Quite frankly, coach, and you know, I'm I'm a man who's got an olive skin. I think if you change the lights on me, you couldn't make me uh, look like Casper the Friendly Ghost. I mean, I, I I don't exactly know what happened with Sammy, and you know, I on the on the baseball field, if I can just touch on that with Sammy, this whole town is just completely turned on him, and he is, yep. you know, the lowest of the low. I think it's, I think you you got to remember a little bit that he was a, a heck of a performer for the mm-hmm. Chicago Cubs for many 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 years now. Was that uh, something induced? Probably, but you know, a lot of people were on it, and Sammy was at the top of the people that were on it. Speaking of baseball, one of the topics we have on the docket for today is the winter GM meetings are being held, not in Florida, not in Hawaii, not in Palm Springs, California, but the beautiful O'Hare Hilton, about 18 minutes from here. Mark Carmen, I don't know if you are covering it. Have you possibly... Had a cocktail or two with the general manager the last couple of days at the big winter meeting. Well, me and Kenny Williams, the White Sox GM and Cubs general manager Jim Hendry, sat down the other day, and he just basically told me there's no reason for me to come out there because nothing was going to go on. Actually, I have heard a strong rumor, Coach. Uh-oh. True, true story. Love strong rumors. Strong rumor. If that they're true, they're not as fun. I don't, I don't necessarily know that it is true, but Phil Rogers of the Chicago Tribune yep. uh, is indicating that today might be the day. That Milton Bradley says goodbye to this fair city. It ends up somewhere else. Don't know how accurate that is or not, but that is out there that today could be the day that the Cubs do ship Milton Bradley off. Roughly, roughly what percent Texas Rangers might take him back? Couple other teams maybe looking to catch lightning in a bottle. Uh, if you're going to eat the salary, and I know the Cubs will, what percent of Milton Bradley's hefty salary will they still have to pay? If you could meander a guess. I think that about 70% of it they'll be eating is, okay. is my guess. Um, Milton, I was in there many, many times this summer, and sometimes Milton was... In the locker room. In the locker room. We we have an insider on the show. Right. Sometimes Milton was friendly, 
And then other times Milton was not friendly. Mm-hmm. And apparently when Jim Hendry came in and told the Chicago Cubs that indeed Milton Bradley was suspended for the final 15 games of the season, there was a whole bunch of applause from the Chicago Cubs who were glad to see Milton out the door. Now, the, Not from the fans, but you're saying the, from the players themselves. The actual players, yeah. that is correct. Now, Ryan Terrio's locker was right next to him, and Terrio is a very, very friendly guy. Yep. Um, and I saw him reach out to Milton Bradley numerous times. And we've had Terrio on uh, WGN Sports Central. We have him on every week. And we asked him about that exact thing. Like, you know, you tried to reach out to him, and he was like, you know, I, it's really not something that I'm comfortable talking yeah, about. Yeah, he took the high road for the most part. Right. So... Bottom line, Milton was a nightmare, and I'm not saying that... I think it's a little unfair to put all the troubles of this year's Cubs team on him, mm-hmm. but he certainly gets a big bulk of it. I will say, and I envy you... Well, actually, I don't envy you, because you uh, do a lot of locker room coverage for Bulls, Sox, Cubs, many of our local Nothing to envy, sports teams, and I've always enjoyed sports. I've gotten into the radio and TV thing a little bit, Mark. Never, personally, had a desire to you know, hobnob with the players, to be in the locker room, that kind of thing. It just has never been an interest of mine. I will tell you, though, as long as you're in with me today on Two Guys in a Mic, the only time ever that I did venture press route and go into a locker room was I tagged along with you. I'm glad you remember that. To a Chicago Bulls game, probably something like seven or eight years ago, did do locker room pre and post, and I remember it was an extremely uncomfortable situation. I still remember like 20 reporters waiting. For Judd Bushler? Waiting. I think it was for Horace Grant, one of the Bulls, to come out of the shower. I just thought... It was not Horace Grant. I'll tell you that. How degrading is that for, you know, just waiting, waiting for the athlete, you know, to come out of the shower. We can get it. You know, it's like, oh, man. There was nothing glamorous about being in the locker room. Well, 1998, I believe we did this, Coach, if, I, if my memory serves. It was the Bulls last would, year with how Jordan. How do you know what year it was? Well, because I believe we were doing the Naked Truth about sports at the time, and yeah. Seth Marks and I had gone to a bunch of games, and you're like, you know what, Carmen, I like to go once, so I set it up. Coach can't came, remember what I did last week, let alone remember the year it was, but God bless you. Well, it was the last year of Jordan with the Bulls. You, by the way, I can remember. You know, everybody's out there wearing three-piece suits whatnot. <laughs> Coach came out there, swear to God, ripped jeans, had a little little hole in the jean. It was just like, you know what, I'm the coach. I host the Naked Truth About Sports. <laughs> None of you have ever heard of it, but it's, which, by the way, was one of the greatest shows in the history of this town. No question yep. about it. I, I Everybody should know that. But, uh, yeah, we were out there. The, our motto was number one show on radio. All we need is listeners. Yes. And then, well, in that case, uh, we, that show had plenty of listeners. Yes, it, it, did. it did a very, 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 right, did very well. But anyway, coach, yeah, we were there. And I'll say this. I've always been a guy who's been dying to get in the locker room and know every little detail about all the athletes. But after you do do it for a while, it, uh, it's not like a pot of gold every time you go in there. I mean, you, it's almost more fun to cover a uh, high school or, or college where they want to talk, they want the publicity. These guys, mm-hmm. you know, yesterday I was out at, at Bears practice, and they have at 12 o'clock on, and it's normally Wednesdays, but since the Bears have a short week playing the Niners, good luck to the Bears tomorrow night, they're going to need it. Uh, they have the big day on Tuesday. So at noon on Tuesday yesterday, Jay Cutler meets the media. So Cutler wow. talks. Boy, there's a thrill. That's exactly right. I mean, it's it's just it's painful. I just sit in the back corner and watch the media do their thing. Like I think I've asked him. I asked him a question once because he was doing something with the Blackhawks and they're on WGN. So I figured I would try to get some good sound of that. Anyway, so then they open up the locker room, right? They open up the locker room for an hour. You cannot. The only person in that locker room, for the most part, is the athletic trainer. These guys are <laughs> off eating lunch. They're they're doing anything but hanging out in that locker so room. The good news is the locker room is open to the media. The bad news is 
No. You're basically interviewing a locker. Yeah, that's right. You you sit yeah. there and you wait for someone to come out. And by the way, for our non-Chicago listeners, yes, who might not be familiar with the Lovey Smith press conference, is assistant producer Tim. We put him to work uh, the last couple of days. He did put together, and again, our Chicago listeners are well aware, but he did put together a quick tape of some of the highlights of the Lovey Smith press conference from was it Monday or Tuesday? Uh, he's had he had one both days. So. Okay, this is a Tuesday's press conference. Here is the highlight tape. It takes about eight seconds. That was not a technical problem. That was Mark Carmen the, the actual well, highlights. And I want to thank assistant producer Tim. He no, probably he, will win some kind of Emmy award for getting that tape. He did a great job. I love you, Smith. Uh, he, he, he's probably a very fine gentleman, but oh, he's the, a wonderful the, gentleman. The, the essence of a Lovey Smith soundbite, if you haven't heard it, is <laughs> the the his, here's his here's his preview of the 49ers game. The 49ers play football. We play football. The 49ers want to win the football game. We want to football <laughs> win with the football game. We're going to try to win the game. The 49ers are going to try to win the game. Whoever plays better is going to win the football game. Next question. <laughs> Lovey, do you think your guys' uh, attitude has has gotten? Uh, you know, are you guys extra fired up for this game, considering what happened this week? You're always fired up to play a football game. You're always ready to go. Mm-hmm. This is a game that we got to win. Our guys are ready. I mean, it's to get something out of him. I mean, you really, really, really got to have some type of relationship. He is not going to give anything. I got to throw some kudos out to a couple of, uh, I don't want to say competitors of ours, so to be competitors, they have to be aware that we actually exist. But uh, Dan McNeil and Matt Spiegel yes. on another sports talk show in Chicago came up with a parody song. I don't know if you heard it on the way in. Love, love me do. No, no, no. It's Who Will Stop the Rain, but they've got it to Who Will Stop the Run uh-huh. on the Bears defense. <laughs> now I wonder, oh I wonder who well, stopped the run. Well, Matt's, and it was it was truly classic. Yeah, Matt Spiegel is a He's accomplished good. musician coach and an excellent singer. Yeah, and, yeah. But who and, will stop the run? That's the question for the uh, Chicago Bears. But that was a very good depiction. That was almost better Lovey than Lovey could do. I'm curious on your opinion on Tommy Harris, coach. Did you were you on that side of the fence? Slugs a guy, miss uh, gets taken out one minute well, five in. I, I thought the part that was missing in that whole story, and again we got to throw the phone number out here. You want to join the Carm and the Cone, the Carm and the Coach rather here on the Talk Zone eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight Chicago area fans dial it up, and we'd love to hear from people in uh, some of the other continental United States. As you know, Mark, we are on the internet, being heard uh, quite frankly in seven different continents and also parts of Connecticut and Vermont. We're all new. We're new age. We're new tech we're new guys we're just new you gotta be and everything and when i see something in a grocery store and it says new i'm instantly buying it yes. that's why people should be dialing in the two Very guys in a mic beautiful beautiful well spent cart that up david olson mike two guys at aol.com that's our email mic number two mike two guys at aol.com but uh i thought the announcers and even the post coverage has been very poor to me when you see a guy punch a guy in the face like that 93.7% of the time, there is an angered response to something that was done. So what caused him? Was it a dirty play? Mm-hmm. I mean, was his leg being twisted at some point? Under you know, Was there a legitimate response? If not, then there's no excuse that we have anger management problems. But did we miss something? The TV coverage, Troy Aikman and company, I love Troy Aikman, by the way, excellent announcer, but they did very little to say what caused Tommy Harris to throw a punch. And how do you punch a guy when he's wearing a face mask? Not a wise decision, but I got to say, Coach, he's a professional athlete. This is not high school. You have to be in control. He's also a human being. He is, and that's I knew. That's why I wanted to ask you because I thought you were going to take that angle. You see that? But you can't go that far. 
You just can't. You can't punch someone. It's just, but what, whatever it was, whip leg, this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. Do you, there is going to be a chance in that game for you to get back at him without everybody on the planet well, seeing it. On the other hand, if I'm an official, let's say you're a referee in an NBA basketball game and you see a guy, uh, let's say he's running down the court mm-hmm. and another player elbow to the back. Yeah. Elbow to the back again. Yeah. Elbow to the back. They get down on the post. And he take let's say he does a little leg whip on the guy. Okay. And then the other the other guy actually you know throws a forearm to the face. Now again I'm probably outside the box, but as a referee, I would be you know the forearm to the if I saw what was going on. First of all, I should have blown the whistle earlier, but you know what the response was justified. More penalties should be given to the guy who made the first commitment because we're human. If thirty things are being done to us, we are going to respond. Not saying it's right. But I'm saying it's the human response. Let's catch the guy who did the initial garbage, not the guy who does the response. Well, that's the, the following be- has been brought to you by Tommy Harris and his family, proud listeners of the TalkZone.com. So what you're saying, Coach, if I can decipher that correctly, is that yes. if somebody wrongs you in life, yes. if they, you know, you're talking about elbows or whip legs, it's fair game. They're allowed a good punch in the face is basically what you're saying. Yes. Okay. I'm just making sure that I got that. So... What about, let me ask you this, you're, you're in class, right? And, and somebody's, uh, you, you got a kid who's like throwing spitballs at a kid, mm-hmm. right? He's throwing, he's one after another after another. Is that kid allowed to get out of his chair in the classroom to slug him? I mean, yes. if you were the te- you're in, if you're the teacher, yes. what would you, so what would if be the- If one kid's bullying another kid and that kid responds, the typical response to the dean would be or the parents, you know, I know you should have come talk to a teacher. No. No, if, if some, Idiot kid is bullying some other kid. I'm all for the lesser kid throwing a punch and punching out the other kid because I can't stand the thought, the processes <laughs> of someone trying to pick on somebody else. Coach, you are a beauty. I think you. What I think you should actually go if you could just get back in the classroom for mm-hmm. a couple months here, and if something like that's going on, if you could just stand up there, David, get out of your whoa, seat whoa. and go back there and hit that kid yeah. right now in the face. Don't take that. I think that'd be a great lesson for both David and the bully. I, I don't know. I'd encourage that, but if I saw the idiot throwing, spit, you know, spitballs at some kid who's maybe not as popular in class, making him seem even less popular, and I found out after the class or at the end of class that the kid came over and responded and punched him, you know what? Maybe I wouldn't even say it verbally, but you know what? I'd be thinking to myself, "Good, that kid deserved it." There's no. <laughs> Coach, I think you uh, honestly, you should. Create like like a like a coach Bible or something like that, a coach commandments, and 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 just spell out the way the world should be because I think you're onto something. I think there's potential in what you're going with. Eight 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 four six seven three sixty seven forty eight. Dial it up now, and you will get a free copy of the coach's Bible and its semi twisted logic. Uh, first five listeners, free copy, 888-463-6748. Yes, Tommy, sir. all of Chicago is against you, but you got a backer here in the coach. <laughs> what was the guy's name? Tuli Husigawa. Yeah, What's yeah, his name? Yeah. With, with a name like that, he almost deserved to be punched in. I sat next to David Schuster in the Bears press box and heard him pronounce. He, David Schuster. Do you know that? Have you heard of David it? Schuster. God bless you. Thank you. He does uh, reports on seven different radio stations uh, yes. during the game. So he's talking to I. You know, I was in the Northwestern press. Con- Schuster has more contacts than anyone. So I, I'm in the Northwestern press box. 
I walk by. I'm, I'm getting my press meal. I hear him up against the wall with his cell phone. He's like, you're listening to the Penn State update at halftime on 98.3 Central Pennsylvania. There's I'm another like, 25 bucks in the coffee. Exactly. Another 25 for Schuster. <laughs> Tuli. By the way, could we, could we uh, very quickly, because you're used to these three-hour shows now. This is a one-hour show. Time flies. It does. We have items to get into. Could we take a quantum leap? Yes. From the response to the bully from the Tommy Harris punching out the guy. Take a quantum leap in violence and go off the sports page with your quick permission. Absolutely, Thank coach. you very much. The death penalty. The death penalty. The death penalty is on the topic. Sports guys <laughs> talk politics. Sports guys get off the sports topic. That's part of two guys and a mic here. In the news, first of all, yesterday, uh, the Washington, D.C. sniper, mm-hmm. five, six, seven years ago, John Allen Muhammad. You're probably on his side, too. Well, no, no, no. Was put to uh, put to sleep, put yeah. to his death, and uh, there's a big case in Chicago now. A guy who, what killed like four or five people, including the just a tr- well, every killing is tragic, but one that was uh, publicized so much that Janine Nicarico uh, death. I think of a nine, ten year old girl. A guy's name is Brian Dugan. He's in jail for a long time, and uh, the decision I think is coming out today if he will be put to death or life in prison. Your thoughts, very quickly, from a sports guy. From a guy who's been around locker rooms on a regular basis, both right. toweled and untowled. Yes. What's my opinion? Your on the... thoughts on the death penalty in particular, the, the two ones of late. Well, Coach, I'll uh, tell you that I don't think that the death penalty myself is uh, something that I'm an advocate of. I don't think it it acts as a deterrent. If uh, Obviously, it didn't with uh, many of our mass murderers out there, so mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that uh, end result stops people from committing these horrendous crimes. Um, on the other hand, does it make a guy like that who, uh, you know, who goes out and is a sniper and kills however many people he did, does yeah. it make me sad that he was put to death today? Mm-hmm. Not really, sorry. Uh, you, you know, but, uh, I don't, I don't really, does a human being have the right to say you deserve to die? It's, that's a, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a tough one for me, it a is. tough leap for me to get there. I almost struggle with people, it's the same as on the abortion issue. I almost struggle with people that are on the extreme on either side. Struggle a lot less with the abortion issue, but continue on. I struggle a lot less. Because I see, you know, and I might lean one way or the other, but boy, I mean, those are tough, tough issues. And, you know, just to say on the abortion issue, you're strongly on one side, not even thinking, you know, the three, four month baby. Well, boy, you can see it a little bit. It's a tough call in the death penalty the same way. I tend to think guys like this Brian Dugan and John Allen Muhammad, you know what? Overall, I'm not for the death penalty, but there are exceptions. People that are so evil. Yes. So disgusting that you know what? It really isn't. And it should only be in the extreme of the extreme. But there really isn't a reason to keep them alive. And, you know, we're not talking about the electric shock anymore. It's a fairly, kind of weird to say, but a fairly civil way to kill a person via the drugs now. And I think there are exceptions where some people, I think, just... Don't deserve to live? Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad way to go. I'm sure it's a nice, easy death. They just give you a little shot, and you have a little uh, mm-hmm. thought process, and you're done. But no, uh, Coach, look, uh, the, the scary part about the death penalty is there are innocent people who have been framed, well, inner, city, yes. inner city folk, Absolutely. and they and they end up yeah. getting killed for something they didn't do. That, DNA testing that, has definitely helped in that situation. By the way, we can uh, know outside here. It's Indication Network. Our commander-in-chief, Chris Whitting, can... Do a quick DNA sample if you would like it after the show. Not really. I've got a lot of crimes that I've committed that I'd like to keep private.
All right, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Real quick, you said you have you're not in the gray area on the abortion issue. I have. I'm a pro-choice guy. There are guy. listeners out there who are anxiously awaiting. Pro-choice. Sports guys thought. All day long, pro-choice. Sorry, that's where I stand. I'm firm in there. You can. But with no sympathies to the other side. No, not See, really. See, I'm, I'm PCWS. Pro-choice with sympathy. Absolutely. Well, look. Uh, I mean, so what, four or five month fetus. Coach, uh, is that fetus? Uh, look, it, there's. I, you I have, know you, we're getting into a heavy. I topic. mean, come on, we don't want to. We, we don't want to go there. But right. <laughs> I, I know that when I was four or five months old in the fetus form, I wouldn't have really cared if I had made it or didn't make it. I'm Ooh. happy that I'm here now. Boy, wow. I was, you know, I was. You know what? If we had an extra hour, David Olson, I think I'd jump on that. But right now, I didn't have a lot of thoughts on it, Coach. We might be treading on dangerous territory. How about we go out to the phone lines? Mark Carmen eight 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 four six three. The other def- 6748, the phone number, Carmen, we can go to line 2714 or 22. You, my friend, make the call here on Wherever two Wherever you want to go, coach, Come I'm, on, ex- stop I'm ex- Okay, out. take, uh, take number one. Out Let's- the line. The line one wasn't even one of the options. <laughs> Pay attention to the show. Line two, we go. It's caller Sam checking in. Sam, welcome to two guys and a mic. Thanks, coach. Thanks, Sam. How yep. are you, Sam? I'm good. How are you? What's going on? Nothing. I was just listening to the Tommy Harris discussion you guys were having. Okay. What do you got and, uh, on it, Sam? <laughs> well, I, it looked to me that the who was offensive lineman? Deuce Latui. Was that who it was? Yeah, Deuce Latui. That's right. Yeah. It looked to me that he might have maybe need the already aggravated knee of Tommy Harris. Is that? Could I, is there any truth to that? That's the part that we haven't really been told, and I think the media. Hasn't done a good enough job of really showing us. Apparently, no one had film of it. No one had tape of what went on beforehand. But so the bottom line is, uh, caller Sam, we're not sure. Sam, I think you're onto something here. That probably was exactly what happened. Sam, can, if I may, let's get a little bio on you. Where are you calling from? Uh, Glenview. You're, you're right out here in Glenview. Yep. You, you sound very serious, Sam. I just woke up. Oh. What's well. the guy's name who did the twisting of Tommy Harris's knee? Deuce. Deuce Latui. What if line, Chicago Bear linebacker Pisa Tinoisimo married defensive lineman for the, who did they play again? The Deuce Latuis? Yeah. Who was Deuce Latui on? That was Arizona. For the Arizona card, if Deuce Latui had a relationship with Pisa Tinoisimo, what would the child be named? I think that'd be a match made in heaven. Forget about the child. I love Tino Isamo and Deuce Latui. I think that I think that right there could be a bond. Wow. Hey Sam, Sam, you're a diehard Bear fan. Yeah, I am. And so you woke up today, and you, the first thing you did was go TalkZone.com. Is that right? <laughs> yes, that was basically it. Is that, that's an exciting moment right there, Coach? Now, it's unbelievable. Have, have you fallen in love with two guys in a mic? Um. Well, it's been a little. I've had the depths between that and the morning break, but yeah, it's, it's good. Which one would you say you preferred more? Morning Breaker, two guys in a mic, similar cast of characters. You've got, you got, you know, you do miss a swamp rat, of course, which is very emotional. Yeah, that's, it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, um, coach. Hey, Sam, Sam, did you watch the Bulls game yesterday real quick before we uh, let you, you know go what? and go back to yeah. sleep? Yeah, you know what I did? It was just, what? it was horrible. I, I was so upset after that call. What did you think? So you're saying bad call by the referees? I'm saying horrible call by the referees. Yeah, it was Sam, clearly off of his fingertips. I'm, there was no doubt that that, that was that ball was off in time. Sam, you. before we let you go, what's on the dock of the rest of the day? You're over there in Glenview. <laughs> I think we can maybe meet for lunch. You want to go over to Myers Tavern and get a cheeseburger? I'd love to get a cheeseburger. All right, Sam. Wait, 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 uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to mention Myers Tavern? Yeah. The cheeseburger is good, but you, you cannot. 
not mention the tater tots if you're going to mention Myers Tavern. You're right about that, Coach. Very, very good catch right there. But the cheeseburger... Extremely strong, and yeah. of course you go tots. You, you want to know, David Olson? You want to know how times are, t- uh, how tough times are? At Myers Tavern, fine local establishment in the suburban area, known for their tater tots. It's very much like our economy. When I was 12, 13, 14, 15, my dad was taking there, taking me there. You would get a solid 14 or 15 tater tots on the plate. Then, as a 20-something, going with the friends over there for a cocktail or two, you were down to like maybe 11 or 12 tater tots with a cheeseburger. I swear, you go there now. The cheeseburger's as good as ever. The tater tots as good as ever. You get like five tater tots. No way. Not a chance. What? Ten tots every time. Ten? Ten tots. You must know someone. Uh, well, I was a fine bartender. That's a damn lie, and you know it! I was a bartender at Myers Tavern <laughs> back in the days. That's why I'm giving them the free pub here on the on the two guys in a mic. Ten tots every time. Now, I, I will, I'm will. tempted to dispute that they used to go more than ten tots, but since I was not there, I don't really? know. But ever since I started, right. uh, which I am not there anymore, but in mm-hmm. 1998, 97... Ten tots every time. I have All to right. count them out, pal. You must know someone. For me, there's been a clear tater tot recession at the wonderful Myers Tavern. Soon to be a fine sponsor here on the TalkZone.com. All right, real quick, Carmen, any items? I know you took a lot of uh, notes and uh, paraphernalia for the show and preparation for your one-hour experience. Hopefully the coach and the Carm can get together again. I do appreciate you coming in today, but any items we did not get to on the Carmine plate. Uh, no, Coach, we've covered it all. We've done a great job. I was going to mention, have? well, I thought we did. We at least came close to covering some of it. Uh, I will say, Coach, that uh, Dwight Howard fined fifteen grand for blogging. Fifteen grand for, for fifteen grand for blogging. Dwight Howard, how about that? Guy says the ref sucked. The NBA goes to his blog. They find him. They find him fifteen grand. If you can't blog, if Dwight Howard is limiting his blogging, I find that to be. Just quite the, uh, I, I found, I found that story to be unbelievable to just show the society that we're in. No, Twittering, yeah, but, fine but on the blog. Are you saying he shouldn't have been blo- uh, shouldn't, shouldn't have been fine? Correct. No. You're an NBA just, player. Current player. Yeah. You can't, it doesn't matter if it's on blog, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, you can't criticize the but, referee. And I, I would think NBA coaches now, player personnel, your GMs, I would think before the season and ongoing during the season, you have to constantly Constantly talk to your professional athletes about the various media that is out there and the ways that you are communicating and to be careful because, as you know, uh, Mark, from covering them, in the locker room each and every day, both clothed and unclothed. Clothed. I like clothed. That they are, you know, uh, pro athletes are right out there for you. Anything they do can be used against them. So, no, yeah, I think the players need to be very careful. He's not talking to the media, though. This is his own private blog. I guess it's not private yeah, at all. And my, well, there's my, no my, such thing as a private blog. My my analysis is horrible, and I take yeah. it back completely. Dwight Howard should have been fined $40,000 yeah. for what he did. That was terrible. He should have never said anything about the referees. By the way, on our Twitter and our uh, Facebook.com, and David Olson, our producer, has been helping us out. We're having trouble getting friends, David, but there appears to be two people that are very interested in our show. I can't quite figure it out. Colon cleansing people. Mm-hmm. We are very big with colon cleansing and then uh, adult entertainment. We've got friends like Misty and Laura Lynn that are uh, advertising things that don't exactly exist on the talkzone.com. So we're struggling for friends. But when it comes to colon cleansing and adult entertainment, Mark, Apparently, our show is very big. I'm very close to getting my first ever colonoscopy, really? Coach. That's coming up. I'm looking wow, forward to the a, insertion of the... exciting moment. Yeah, the insertion of the tube of the colonoscopy with a drug. I can't <laughs> wait to do it. Drink the stuff. Uh, lose all the... Uh, um, that's, uh, that's in my future very, very, very uh, soon. So Once again, we are America's well. Out east now, our show runs from 11 to 12, so we're a lunchtime show. 
Out in the West, people, Mark, are waking up with us on West Coast time from 9 to 10. We are out West, America's number one breakfast show, as long as you're not eating breakfast. Well, and of course, you can pick up the show at any time, Coach. So somebody could be listening to this right now at 3 in the morning somewhere. How beautiful that's is true. that? I that's mean, true. that's the, I think that's the beauty of this show. You can, I'm going to go home today and listen to it and just sit there with my underwear and think, wow, <laughs> those guys are awful. All right, real quick, we got to wrap it up, Mark. We started the show talking about Veterans Day. Let's finish it. Our salute to the soldiers. We talked a lot in the beginning of the show, but uh, it's tough to put in words our thanks to the many soldiers, both past and present, that have served so that we can live our lives free and doing innocuous sports talk. My father, Fred Carmen, 84 years old, served in World War II. God bless him. Uh, He was out there uh, doing it, and you know, I've got nothing. What what, uh, army? Army. My dad, a, my dad was Navy. There you go. So, uh, you know, when you, I've got it in the family, I can say that. And, uh, you know, the soldiers that are out there right now, just the, uh, the utmost, utmost, Good utmost respect for them. Happy Veterans Day to everybody out there. Kids that are off of school, take a couple of moments and remember why you're off of school. David Olson, my bodyguard, our producer, assistant producer, Tim. Tremendous job, Mark Carmen. Great having you in studio. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Spread the truth on the talkzone.com. Two guys and a mic.